take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. And welcome to another episode of From the Pit, where we bring you everything from fr- from crushed skulls of theater nerds, power violence, to black and fuck your shitty logo, orchestral grind. <laughs> My name is Phil, with me is Mike, Yo. Frank, what up? and Sam. Hey. And we're here to tell you about all the fucking dope shit that we found on the internet this week, uh, particularly metal related. So... Not to imply that there isn't a lot of other dope shit that happens on the internet. That's true. There's a lot of good shit. We like, just cover the metal and hardcore side of it. Yeah, there's some pretty good pornography on the internet. There's a the, yeah. Oh man. There's a lot of that. Um, we could we could have like a whole podcast just about porn. <laughs> we've got, it's just uh-huh. it's just me beating my dick on the mic. We had a, <laughs> we've got a mutual friend that his sole job was to review said pornography and then give it the appropriate tags and. Description. Do you remember when? Do you remember when Doug Stanhope co-hosted the Man Show and he had his mom review porn? <laughs> oh no, I, I didn't catch that. Yeah, that was amazing. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's get started. From the tit might become a real thing. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so I uh, it looks like I'm starting out again this week. You we always gotta, start we, off. I know we got to switch that up sometime. If you're not yeah, first, I've, you're last. I have never yeah. once started this show before. That's true. Well, uh, well, we'll 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 discuss that off air. Um, Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know what that was. It's all good. So the yeah. uh, the first band we're bringing in this week is uh, from our buddy Jack. Oh, Jack! Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, do we even need to do this show anymore since some, we've got Jack? Sometimes I wonder. Sometimes yeah. I fucking wonder. We've got um, top men on this. We do. Top men. We've... <laughs> okay. <laughs> this band is called uh, Blood Oath. Uh, they just released their debut album called Kingdom of Dead Souls. And we're going to play a clip from their song Global Dystopia. That shit fucking rules. I was trying to find information because uh, my dumbass forgot to look this up before we were in. Oh, apparently these are some members of a now defunct project uh, or band called Black River Project. 
Unfortunately, I couldn't find much of anything on them at all. So uh, Jack, that's a cool name. Jack, if you wanna if you wanna clue us into that, because I was gonna bring in some of their shit, mention they're defunct, and then go on to Blood Oath, but eh, you know. Um, First off, I really hope that this band's name is a suffocation reference, as in the album Blood Oath. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, no, this is cool shit. Uh, <laughs> I love their description, man. We write deathy doomy thrashy songs about vikings bleak futures beer and evil women so um, <laughs> 99 of heavy metal lyrical content covered right there i was literally just about to read that before you jumped on it i was um, sorry buddy it's all good i meant to say i also really enjoy the uh the attack of the bass drum reminds me of way bass drums sound live um i really like how everything had room to breathe yeah like everything was very clear. I'm glad somebody else uh, mentioned the drums because the drum tone on this is really cool. Oh, it just fucking pummels. You. I liked all the tones. I mean, yeah, I, I um, once again blown away by one of his suggestions. This shit is awesome, and you can find it at uh, bloodoathuk.bandcamp.com. I feel like uh. We should make a pact of some kind. Like if we all die in a plane crash or a car crash or something, we should just hand this show over to Jack because I feel like he could do all of our jobs. <laughs> he could even like impersonate all four of us. Yeah. Well, we'll have to, uh, speaking of that, we'll have to pass it off to him and Max from green bastard because I'm bringing in yet another suggestion from Max. Do you do your job anymore? No. No. <laughs> I mean, literally no. And and more of that will be revealed as we go on this episode. Um, this, uh, this next band, as I mentioned, was mentioned by... Uh, well, I said mentioned too much. You mentioned it too much. Uh, fuck. <laughs> I, I don't know. I quit. Um... Wow, I just totally brain farted. That fucked me up pretty good. This band's called Magnetar. Uh, they've got an album coming out called Vulgar, and we're going to play a clip of their song Shangri-La. so difficult to pick a minute out of that fucking song because there was so much that happens and I wanted to catch bits of all of it that was really really dense yeah yeah it actually wasn't until um, the transition to cleans that I was like okay 
I really like what happened. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's dynamic here. Cool. Yeah. There's a lot of dynamic. I mean, it's uh, it's tough when we have a minute out of a out of a fairly long song to yep. try and uh, to try and capture an entire fucking band. Um, so as it stands right now, I couldn't find a whole lot because they have that coming out. It's the only song released from that album, um, and you can find them. They do have um, what appears to be an old band camp with uh, a demo on it and that's um, um is it the um is it the omen records band camp because no, no, i no, didn't no. see any other stuff no. on that so it's uh it's it's i believe uh tarpit.bandcamp.com with two r's um like i said that has an old demo on it um this new stuff i don't think because it's not released yet it's coming out on the 27th uh, and it will be on Omen Records. So when okay. that comes out, you'll be able to find it at omen, O-H-M-E-N.bandcamp.com. Um, and you can find them at facebook.com slash magnetar the band. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, and they're going to be playing at the Fire in Philly on July 29th for 10 bucks. Nice. So uh, another Sweet. one. Sweet. That uh, we'll hopefully be making our way to. Say July cool. 29th? Yeah. I will not be making that. Oh, um, Frank. Yeah, we're going to Yeah, that's elsewhere. right. I was just Never actually mind. thinking how last year it seemed like a thousand things happened on Sunday of This Is Hardcore last year. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they usually have multiple after shows occurring. Not just time. them. I mean, wasn't there like just events all over the city like Pro- big things probably i don't i don't remember <laughs> every the fucking this is hardcore is always a blur <laughs> um so yeah that's magnetar uh if you're in the philly area and you're not gonna be at this is hardcore go check that out yeah because it's 10 fucking bucks and as you heard that shit is awesome Ooh, okay excuse me so uh <laughs> <laughs> as we've uh as we've mentioned before uh Cazador is coming down to philly on august 3rd uh which will hopefully be there for hopefully getting an interview that's the goal uh remember how i said i'm i'm not doing work anymore mm-hmm. yeah this is uh there's a band opening for them called uh shit kill <laughs> I'm already on board. I'm wondering if they'll ever tour with Shitfucker. Yes, that's, that's a real band. That's a, I'm not. I'm not at all surprised. Yeah, um, actually, Shitfucker are fucking great. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk about it too much ahead of time. The uh, the album's called The New Breed, and this is a clip off their song Underworld. Yeah. 
my god, that riffage. Yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, when I first started listening to the album, like the first track, I was kind of like, ah, eh, you know, this is this is fine. It's cool. And I kept as I was as I was listening, it was uh, two or three tracks in where it suddenly clicked, and I was like, oh, I get this now. And so are you are you saying it was a grower, not a shower? <laughs> I, I would absolutely say that um, there they take all of the best bits of everything I love about 15 seconds after that clip you guys just heard is a serious fucking breakdown for real. I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why they're like, they've got <laughs> fucking grooves. They've got riffs. They've got all, all of the good fucking things. I, I like it's really fucking good. Sugar and spice and everything nice. This is a week where there's a lot of fun bands. Yeah. And this 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 is a honestly like I wish I'd listened to all this stuff before today because I honestly probably would have listened to the entire shit kill album all the way through. <laughs> Dude, you should do that like as soon as possible. It's I think after we're done I probably will. It's a really great fucking album. Um you can find that. Oh boy, <laughs> I uh, I fucked uh, up. I see. Yeah, so I don't remember what their fucking band camp well, is. Well, you can oh my I'm god! A dumb shit. You well, really didn't do any work. Sing, sing I copied. As, uh, no, I did. As I literally have. Hey Phil, I've got the band camp pulled up right here. Oh, lovely. It is. It is shitkill.bandcamp.com. Excellent. And I feel um. For anyone in the Philadelphia area, they are playing August 3rd at the Century Bar. Yep. With Casador. Cool. Uh, which you guys are probably going to notice a theme tonight. <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely go check out Shit Kill. Those guys are doing unbelievable things. I, I'm hooked. They're, do- they're doing the devil's work, and that's all we can ask of any of the bands we bring in. <laughs> Speaking of the devil... <laughs> Uh, oh, this fucking band coming up. So, this shit is a good bit out of our out of our regular wheelhouse, but the uh, it, it's very punky mixed with a fucking with a nice western style, sort of sort of psychobilly, but not quite. I'm it's it's punky, but I I feel it also just has a lot of just straight rock and roll influence to it which it, i really really it, am feeling right in now. the in the most classic way possible like 12 oh, bar yeah. blues oh, like blues, old yeah. school shit okay um this band is called wild dust and uh they appear to only have this one song out right now i'm i'm assuming they're pretty new because this was released wow uh, that can't be right <laughs> uh, apparently this was released five days from now um, um, is it a pre-release it, well, well it um it wasn't it says it was released january 29th 2017 oh god i'm an idiot way Thanks. to go yeah yeah uh have so i mentioned Jack, it's been a long take day take phil's place <laughs> you know okay yeah it is uh obviously not january and i'm a jackass my bad. It's okay, buddy. Yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of, I kind of passed out before coming here, so I'm still a little woozy. Uh, glass houses, I can't say anything. <laughs> oh, dude, I, 
I had no shit. Like when when producer Tom was telling me that we were ready to go, I was still <laughs> listening to the last band on the list, so I can't say shit. Oldham. Well, see, no one had to know that. Everyone had to hear my fuck up, <laughs> and then you had to point it out. Thank you. <laughs> I I fucked up too. I'm just oh, trying to man. relate, buddy. Ah, uh, it's all good. It's all good. But uh, this track is called Karaoke with the Devil, and uh, it's a short one, so we're just going to roll the whole thing. listen to that while driving around in a lead sled with a pack of cigarettes on my shoulder <laughs> yeah it's really really fun these guys from what i can tell are like brand new like just started recently uh from the from the philly new jersey area um and they will also be playing at the show with Casador. it's a really crazy lineup happening that night i had one feeling while i was listening to this and it's uh it's that the, there was one thing and only one thing that kept this song from being perfection in every way. And that is that there was no fun, rollicking piano line going <laughs> throughout the entire song. It is the one thing that would have made this song absolutely perfect. That is a direct hint to the band, oh, by the man, way. Oh, man, Tom, what was that one band we went and saw where they did have a piano? Oh, fuck. And the dude danced all weird at the end of the show. Oh, Foxy Shazam! What? Oh, I love Foxy Shazam. Yeah, dude, that's that sounds like a fucking Parliament album. <laughs> they were fun. Yes. Sound, yeah, no, they're a lot. No, of fun. that sounds great. See, I, I actually just posted a status about this a while ago. How we need to have more piano brought back into rock and roll. <laughs> Come on, guys, take take cues from Chuck Berry. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. High energy, had my knee bouncing. I, I like that. But uh yeah. Oh dude, I'm just I'm just saying, man, if there had been like a really cool, fun, bouncy piano line going through this song, like I would have like it, it would have gone into like favorite songs of the year. Yeah. Damn, Although it's, it's still great. Yeah, this is yeah, still oh, yeah. I honestly hope this band puts more shit out soon. Yeah, I'd really like to hear more from them. Um 
you can find them at wilddust.bandcamp.com. I'm really, especially since that's that's the only thing I could find. Um, I'm really excited to hear what they do live. Hopefully, there's you know I, I'm hoping they have some sort of physical copy with more tracks because uh, I want to hear more of it. If they have a uh, CD copy of this single at the show, uh, if you buy me one, I'll love you forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll figure that out for you, man. No problem. Thank you. Uh, But that does it for me. It is my turn. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I am am also bringing in an act (laughs) that is going to be at the Cazador show. Would you consider it fun? I don't know if we're going to call it fun. Uh. Um. This is more in the the lo-fi, uh, kind of kind of branching into noise and doom area. So, oh, this this band. <laughs> oh yeah, baby, we're talking about uh, Slenko and McKees, um, oh, which is actually, a, from my understanding correctly, a collab act because it's uh, CM Slenko and Francis McKees. Slenko, I believe, is doing the guitar work, and McKees is doing the drumming. I'm just gonna put a disclaimer for anyone who goes and checks this this band and especially this album out after this show the album collectively uh is i think about 90 minutes in length and it's like four songs yes which is insane that is like and i and i thought like samo thrace put out long albums but no not even oh this is definitely in the drone category um yeah yeah, this is uh, this is Which really is interesting. Made it very hard to pick out a clip. So they'll probably be playing a song at the show. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, um, the album in question is "All Brutes Heave," and we're gonna play a clip from the song "Heave." You had nine minutes of like build up before that, so um, you know I'm I'm so used to I've I've gotten so adjusted to you bringing in harsh noise, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't listened to a, a straight up noise act in such a long time, and that was kind of cool. Yeah, it, you know, it brought me back because like I'm a I'm a huge Sonic Youth fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I love their their '90s shit, which was much more melodic and. But uh, when they when they really went the noise route, I always like it took a while. But nowadays, I really dig it. Um, so listening to that was fucking cool. 
It is. Apparently, the the whole album is it's a uh, documenting their residence at the sweat lodge in North Philly. Okay. Yeah. I don't envy you having to find a clip from this album to bring into the show, man, because there is so much material to go through. I mean, it. Did you did you listen to this whole album to yes. find a clip? Yes, multiple times. Wow. Um, hence why I'm wow. only bringing in one this yeah. week, even though it was like pretty much handed to me because like, jeez, oh, yeah. And like, I still have the, to, I still have to it, go it, back and listen to their their solo stuff too because now I'm intrigued about that. Like, well, I mean, it just it seems like it would be such a daunting task to pick one minute out of what ninety. Uh, to bring in like especially to try and encapsulate this band because i did listen to about okay i actually did listen to about 10 minutes worth of heave and man it was (laughs) i i actually like it i don't know why either like i abs i absolutely cannot put my finger on what i like about this but it actually makes me feel something yeah and um, i'm not sure what it's kind of cool because there's a lot of times where in this style of music, when it starts getting a little bit like abrasive and stuff like that, it kind of sometimes can trigger that like anxiety feeling where there's a good part of this album that it does the opposite. It's almost there is a There is a lot of anxiety like this. This is a very anxiety inducing album. I think from what I did here, there's there's parts where even though it's something that would normally trigger that I found myself like just chilling and really having the opposite effect i mean that particular um sound clip that you brought in i can kind of see that it's something i could definitely like especially i imagine like you said it's about the residency at at a place called the sweat lodge like that (laughs) is something to me that like if i was in if if my ac was broken and it was the middle of the day um like that's something I'd want to hear just to have something to relate to. Like, mm-hmm. ah, okay, this is what I'm living in right now. See, now I'm now I'm uh I'm kind of curious because <clears throat> I'm going down to California in about a week, and where I uh, and where I'm going to be going, it's going to be averaging something like a hundred to hundred and twelve during the day. So maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just, Oh dude, I lived with it for like 26 years. So maybe I'll just leave the AC off one day and crank this (laughs) (laughs) and just see, see how I feel after about an hour and a half. Now, if you're interested in finding this on Bandcamp, it is a, a label page. Um, it is, uh, is that Sue? Yes. S I O U X. Uh, yes so sue sue um and they have other stuff on there like slanko's solo stuff same with uh, mckee's and then a whole bunch of other stuff that now i need to check out god damn my poor poor wallet your poor <laughs> no more like your poor poor ears no, my all, my blessed I, my blessed ears. I don't know if you saw the post I tagged you in. Um, yes, yeah, no. Um, I have to wait to this paycheck, and then it's probably on. Just gonna go to shit. <laughs> yeah, um, just like I don't need to pay rent this month. So, uh, Lunar Locust, one of the bands we mentioned last week, uh, just got their cassettes in. So, if you're a cassette nerd like Frank, I think it's like four bucks or some shit. Like Sounds that. about right. Um. So yeah, go fucking purchase that shit because those guys are killer. 
that was that is my uh my fucking one, one hitter, hitter. yeah <laughs> all right well next we're going up to the great white north with the adored and their album dead in the dirt these guys are from hamilton ontario and let's listen to a minute from first degree Yeah, that that like muddy bass tone mm-hmm. and that fucking the perfect use of pauses. I know, <laughs> dude. The the breakdowns on because I listened to the whole song. Uh, oh yeah, the, so you got the to break- the end, dude. The the breakdowns in this song took me back to when I was going to shows in my hometown's local scene back in like two thousand nine, two thousand eight, and oh god, the 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 breakdowns. Everyone did breakdowns like that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I was going to say, like you had said earlier about the, um, one of the acts, uh, it just took a lot of what you really get jazzed up about and threw it in. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting a lot of that from these guys. I mean, just the sick breakdowns and and well, like you had said, well, was, great pauses. I wasn't sure what to expect because when I saw the tag section, oh, God, let's just leave off, read off the list here. Death metal. Deathcore, metalcore, pop punk, beatdown, hardcore, K-pop. So <laughs> K-pop I, I'm not sending jo- a wide net. I, I'm I'm not I'm not joking. Go look at their tags. Yeah, list I remember the K-pop. The, list. <laughs> I yeah, hope so, there's actual K-pop on that album. God, <laughs> no. see now I gotta now I gotta listen to the whole thing because I have to know now. I actually have to. Uh, speaking of tags, one of the tags for the Slanko McKay's album was anti folk. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, "What?" I know. Yeah, that's a that's a thing that I never really like. I used to see that fucking genre thrown around a lot. Uh, to be honest, I still to this day I have no idea what it means. I was like, "It sounds dope." <laughs> so these guys could be found at theadored.bandcamp.com. Surprised they snagged that one. You would think yeah. that would be taken seriously. And uh, in particular, the Dead in the Dirt album. That that's like Dead in the Dirt is one of those names that I wish I'd thought up. Yeah, so that's that's pretty fucking badass Just sounding. Bleak. Yeah, yeah. Like also the cover for Dead in the Dirt is like I want that on a shirt. I really do. Jazzes you up a little bit. Yeah, kind of kind of gets me revving. Gets my motor going. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I can hear Frank, like, bulging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this next one's a little bit a little bit 
different, but definitely I think falling in that fun category where it's yeah, it's aggressive and doomy, but sort of rhythmic and almost like a zombie sort of like Rob Zombie sort of way. You could absolutely party to this. Yeah, like if you if you if you threw on this next album, especially yeah, just if you, if you were like a fucking fat ass party. And you just threw this on <laughs> and there were people around who were into it. Like it would go over really well. Sam, did you just use fat as in like P H A T fat? I'm into it. He, well, kind of. Yeah. I fucking love it. I spent probably three years of my life trying to bring it back. I even had a patch on my jacket that said that's fat. <laughs> um, quick aside, since we're talking about, P-H-A-T. Um, did anybody else catch the article on Fox Facebook page about the canceled Juggalo concert? Oh, yeah, because the, I spent the, a lot of time on the Fox Facebook no, page. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's a fucking, it's a troll page <laughs> called uh, the unofficial Fox <laughs> <Yeah>. News page. <laughs> and they wrote this whole article about Donald Trump canceling the gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> Holy shit. The comment section is a thing of beauty. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. God. So many oh, grammatical God, errors oh, and, and, and lack whoops, of punctuation. everywhere. Oh, yeah. Phil, can you please, please, please link me to that when we're oh. done? I, I've got to see that. I tagged. I, that's what I was alluding to last night. But um, anyway, getting back oh, to geez. the band at hand, uh, we're talking about Leather Lung and their album Lost in Temptation. So, Tom, let's uh, run fleek, Freak Flag for a full minute. quick minute i was getting getting into it right into the mic uh (laughs) so that fucking riff is definitely channeling some fucking caius dude i it was a hot day at work two weeks ago and i was i couldn't find caius anywhere not that album and i was i was really trying to listen to it but um yeah dude um so it's it's a little more dynamic at points um they'll break real dramatically in some cleans um, and not just like the changeover from the uh, harsh vocals, but like everything changes. Um, I really wish I really wish that I'd listened to this before you hit me up and told me we were about to start recording. Because man, once the the harsh vocals kicked in, I was fucking sold. Well, especially they baiting you with that ass. baiting you with that soft intro and then just crashing in. Um, oh yeah, dude. But I mean, you nailed it. it. It's definitely something you can throw on at a party, and there's enough like groove to the whole thing that you know it's got some energy maybe uh maybe maybe right alongside ted nugent right phil (laughs) 
<laughs> Colonel Mustard, I know you're out there somewhere. I feel probably probably still in the same spot playing that fucking Ibanez full stack in your fucking parents. Yeah. God, things sound like shit. <laughs> I those things really do sound like shit. They all do. With a leather lung, I feel like that's something I want to shotgun and or like do a beer bong. Fuck yeah! Right? Oh my yeah, god, I'm going yeah. home. I got some fucking PBR sixteen ounces in the fridge. I'm shotgunning the fuck out of them tonight. Boom. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna go down to. Bayway market and pick up a pack of like you can you can do custom six packs at this place near where I live and I think I'm just gonna go buy a bunch of Irish ales and get really fucking hammered. <laughs> that sounds like this. a fucking plan, dude. So leather lung, they're they're from Boston, Massachusetts, and you can find them at leatherlungcult.bandcamp.com. Our group definitely yeah. gonna look into it. Our group chat's going to get real interesting tonight. <laughs> I yeah, believe um, it. Um, I'm off tomorrow, and I have bourbon at my house, so yes, it is. Oh, boy. Oh. We we may need to, at some point, convert this into a fucking Google Hangout or some shit. <laughs> I am uh, super, super down for that. But, uh, yeah, well, that, that'll be an all-fair discussion. But, uh, <laughs> so, Mike, is that, uh, is that it for you? That'll do me. Sam? And I believe, yeah, I believe that brings it to me. I got a two for today. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, we're, we're, ac- I'm actually sticking to the home turf here today. We're doing two U.S. bands. The first one is from San Francisco, and they are on the twenty bucks spin label, which everyone <laughs> should know about by now. <laughs> so the first band I'm bringing in is called Acephalix. And they have members of Vastum and Necrot. Oh, oh shit. So, oh, oh, I got your attention. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I actually got to thank my buddy Jordan from New Zealand for bringing this band to my attention. Thank you, dude. Uh, he uh, actually, he showed me Suspiral, which were another, who were another band I brought in a couple weeks ago who also fucking kick ass. So thanks Jordan. Uh, much, much love for showing me this band. And the song I'm bringing in is called, when we go, it's called Suffer Life in Fragments. So, Tom, why don't you roll that? So gross. Full of drive. Yo, those circle pits, though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh, I I should mention that this is the only single out right now for their upcoming album, which is called Decreation. So uh, if you go looking for this and you're like, oh, I 
where's the album? I can't find it. Doesn't doesn't come out yet. Hasn't come out yet. I I I'm gonna be on that shit the second it drops, dude. Nope. Fucking Have that I, clip was uh, all I needed. I'm sold. Yeah, that's it. It's it's like when I it's like when I heard um, it's like oh what's what. Uh, I just had a fucking brain fart. The band who I thought needed the piano in the background. Oh, Wild Dust. Yeah. Yeah. I I felt the same way when I heard that. I'm like, I'm fucking sold. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, I'm in. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't I don't care I don't care what's involved. I don't care if I get arrested. Just give me more of that. I just have an image now of Sam just throwing like coins and dollars. Like, keep going. Keep going, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, fucking, uh, it's it's, it's fucking, like being in a strip club, but you actually get something out of it other you than get, blue balls. Yeah, fucking dirty, <laughs> dirty, dirty death metal. You are fucking Daddy Warbucks, Sam. Phil, dirty, dirty girl. All right, now anyway, um, but yeah, uh, apparently this this band does have members of Necrot and Vastum. Vastum are another band. Uh, that you should be listening to uh, the whole below EP and patricidal lust album are fucking great. Uh, also, I believe they have another one called carnal law, which came out years ago that that's how I first found them. But yeah, man, I mean, this is just some fucking gross, grimy, dirty death metal and you should be listening to it I fucking, and buy that shit. I'm, I'm so into it. I lo- like, like, uh, I think it was Mike said, there's so much fucking drive to it. Oh my like, God. It's normally, I'm not immediate sold on death metal. I'd have to go back and listen to it and, and hear the whole album. But if this is what they're doing, like fucking sign me up. See, I am though. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be known as the, the death metal guy on this podcast. If I'm not, I'm sure I already am. I was talking but to man, I was talking to a cool dude, uh, Kevin, over the weekend um, on that thread we both jumped into, and yeah, uh, yeah I was about to about the name drop Sam because he he seems to really be in the death metal. He was saying hey, you know, like cattle decapitation and uh, the like. So. Oh man, God, I haven't heard cattle decap in ages. I should go back and listen to them again. That dude, their, um, their most recent album was fucking awesome. I'll have to check it out. I got a lot of work to do in the death metal realm. Wait, oh, dude, waiting for you, your homework, dude. You you can you can hit me up anytime you want, man. I like will. I will give you know I will give I will. you I will give you a primer and I will absolutely overwhelm you. I'm just <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie, dude. I'm I'm not gonna take it easy on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Never do so um No, not a problem. Uh so I have another band in here from Columbus, Ohio, uh called Prosanctus in Fury. I found them a couple years ago after hearing the Red Streams of Flesh EP, which I kind of liked. I thought it was pretty good, but I was like, ah, I'm not entirely sure. But then a couple years later, they came out with their full length, uh, one of two, called uh, Noctambulous Jaws Within Sympiternal Night. And that really blew me away. Like that sold me. I'm like, yeah, there's, there's something definitely of value here. So the song I'm going to play is maternal tongue of sympiternal evil. So Tom just blast it. Yeah. 
So I think I figured out what the band's doing there. They're <laughs> they're they're blindfolding you and they're leading you to this pit, and that pit is slimy and filled with entrails and gore. And they're like, "You want to get in that pit?" And you're like, "Yeah." I you want to get in that pit? And it's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I want to get like dirty." <laughs> They don't. They don't tell you what's in it. They tell you. They tell you it's a heated swimming pool, but it's not. It's oh. full of disgusting and terrifying things. But, but you love it anyway. Oh yeah. That is. But, yeah. Like uh, I feel I feel like Persanctus and Fairy, kind of like I don't know. I feel like they've kind of been forgotten about among amongst the uh, when the whole like the whole war metal thing, like, you know, every band ripping off like blasphemy and revenge. Like when you couldn't, you couldn't walk more than five feet without another 20 bands doing that sound. And I think some people kind of lumped Persanctus and Fury in with those bands. And it's not fair, especially, especially with um, albums like Noctambulous Jaws within Sempiternal Night, because they show some real skill on this album, especially and like man god i hope they come out with another album because that album was released in 2013 and i don't believe we've heard anything from them since oh man um yeah this is i was unfamiliar with them and i fucking love it already so i'm with you on that i want to hear more of this yeah they did a split with a band called witch tomb which and that name alone has kind of made me curious yeah me too um and when like in that track in particular i loved uh i love the way those fucking leads cut through like mm-hmm. oh yeah short like not a, not a solo just quick leads just like fucking slashing through real quick like a fucking... also you want to you want to talk about uh fucking incomprehensible logos like we you were at the beginning like uh, how one of the genres at the beginning talked about that man take one look at the prosanctus and fairy logo you will have no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> okay. It's it is something else, man. I'm so glad um, so many people just run with that. Like it's a <laughs> it's a part of our culture now. Like 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 it's this it's this feeling of like go big or go home. Yeah, I and, loved. Uh, yeah, so I saw there was that meme pretty recently. Someone was like. I've got this new fucking black and death or, you know, whatever, Ben. It's like, oh, what's your name? And then it just shows a picture of a huge pile of sticks together. (laughs) It's like, I saw it pops up every once in a while. I saw another one that was like, have you checked out this sweet new black metal band? And it's just cracked leather. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, they haven't, they have another album called Pandemonic Ululations of Vesperic Palpitations, which. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but it sounds medical in nature. <laughs> that's that's all that's important. Once again, I, I'm cl- I'm climbing into that pit. It's God. It's it's like every it's like everyone just listened to the old carcass material and just ran with it. It's like everyone listened to Reek of Putrefaction and Symphonies of Sickness, and we're just like, okay, these these are some these are some names that we can get a lot of miles out of. <laughs> Carbonized eye sockets. Oh god, like uh, embryonic devourment, and uh, oh, it's. I think it's where the band Embryonic Devourment got their name. It's a song off of Symphonies of Sickness. Oh god, I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, before we get too far off on that, uh, that's the last band I've got. Awesome. That uh, cool. th- that brings us to a segment that um, Frank has clearly been rushing towards. 
Yeah. <laughs> I am so, Yo. so, so happy. This, oh, God. Oh, before, so glad uh, you brought this in. Before Sam blows a load, why don't we, quick. Uh, well, Do quick. first off, uh, <laughs> this is the Brutal Brew segment. There was no pre-segment because the beer's fucking heavy and we had to open it early. Otherwise, we'd be driving home fucking drunk. Uh, no, yeah. we, we would not be drunk. We would be in the danger of getting yeah, a ticket because yeah. our state is lame with the low. And uh, so we we like to be responsible. But fuck all of that talk. We've had that a million times. This is Brutal Brews. Tom, roll that clip. Love the smell of napalm in the morning. Mm. Smells like victory. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know anything or are just fucking stupid, that was Sodom from the album M16, and the song is called Napalm in the Morning. Also, if you haven't seen Apocalypse Now, you're fucking up. Yeah, I am yeah. so glad. I am so glad you brought this in. This is my favorite Sodom album ever. Yeah, me I too. I love it. Me too. It's fucking great. Any band, any German thrash band who covers Surfin' Bird by the Trashmen is de facto perfect. Yeah, that is absolutely fucking true. Um, yeah, I mean, you fucking, you stole my thunder. No, it's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, man. I am so enthusiastic oh, about this album. I've been planning on this album uh, since before last week's episode. Like I want it. Like I, it just popped into my head, and I was talking to uh, a friend about it, and he was like, "You should talk about fucking M16 on your show." I was like, "I can't this week, but I'm doing it, <laughs> doing it the following week." Um, so yeah, I've been amped the fuck up, and Napalm in the Morning is not only my favorite Sodom song, but like one of my favorite fucking thrash songs ever. I feel like, especially the album M16 in particular, I feel like people didn't really understand this album at first. They didn't really get it, which is a statement I don't usually say because it, it always sounds pretentious. Like, Oh, you just don't get it. But I, I feel like this album was a sleeper hit because I feel like in the last couple of years, people have really started to pick this album up again. They're like, Holy shit. Like this is really, really, really good. Oh, it's like incredible. we, we like, we didn't give this album enough of a chance. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, dude, it's so fucking ridiculous. I mean, right from the beginning with fucking Among the Weird Kong. Um, oh, yeah. Fucking the, 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 the title track, M16, Marines. There's just fucking, there's hit after fucking hit on this. It's it's fantastic start to finish. Um, I, 
I it, and for anyone who's not aware, it is a uh, concept album about uh, Vietnam. So, which it, it, that in and of itself is pretty fucking awesome. Um, it's one of two albums Sodom have written uh, concept albums they've written about the Vietnam War. Uh, uh, the other being Agent Orange. Yes, much much earlier. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's cool that they revisited that, and personally, I think did it better on this album. Um, I feel I feel like the Vietnam War is like that. That seems like it would be full of like untapped potential for subject matter in heavy metal because it's honestly like one of the most brutal and harrowing and tragic wars of the 20th century. Oh yeah, uh, and fucking Sodom certainly captures a good chunk of that. Now, oh yeah. Um, like you said, I think I, I agree with you in that I don't think a lot of people necessarily got it at first. I loved, uh, when I was talking about Frank with it, uh, before the show, I was like, you know, this is a difficult album to find a beer for because it's certainly still thrash, but it's so thick. And, uh, and Frank said to me, you know, if there's ever a fucking, He's like, I, I kind of like to look at this album as like death thrash. Yeah, that's it's got the the tonality of like some of the death metal at the time with the thrash, uh, well, like more like thrash, uh, pace, somewhat pacing of. Well, that's the cool thing too is a lot of a lot of the album you find a lot of that like real mid pace sort of shit too. Yeah. So there's a there there's a lot of. Um, the, this this is another album that f- like we were talking about anxiety earlier and there are a lot of anxious moments on this album and it's so fitting considering the subject matter yes <laughs> um so pairing a beer with this was a massive pain in the ass cuz i believe it it's you know we we have there are certain things that are kind of go-tos with certain styles with thrash we tend to either do something like an IPA because of the aggressiveness or maybe something um, lighter that you can slam the shit out of if we're talking like crossover. But this needed something a little a little thicker. And how do you get a thick IPA? That's just kind of a weird... It's a contradiction. It's not a normal thing. Uh, and I can think I, of one. Who do I turn to other than our good old friends at Stone Brewery Ooh. with their mocha ipa they they might be a bunch of suits but they know how to make a goddamn good beer <laughs> so i i was imagining either this or the sublimely self-righteous which is a black ipa for those of you who don't know um stop using the term black ipa it is false what it's uh cascadian no, dark ale. Cascade- oh my god <laughs> wow okay Jesus. um <laughs> oh my fuck I, oh. I i don't know i don't want to take that one up right now i want to talk about this beer <laughs> yeah. um so, i don't even understand where that came from well we'll we'll he'll learn we'll, you later yeah oh my god <laughs> so um Jesus. It, it, this is uh, it's really a fucking fascinating beer oh my god yeah like because there are certain times where I'm sipping on this and forgetting that it's an IPA and almost thinking I'm drinking like a Russian Imperial. Um, it's crazy. And yeah. it's kind of exactly why I laid eyes on this 
in the store and was like, that's it. This is, this might be the best fucking option for this album. Uh, it, it fucking sits heavy at a good 9%. So it's not fucking around. It's a serious fucking beer. Much like M16 is like, it's not an album to be fucked with, man. That's, uh, yeah, that, that sounds like the kind of beer you drink at home. Yeah, that's why we that's why we had to start it immediately <laughs> with the episode. Yeah. And uh yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Frank's feeling pretty nice right now as he has just about finished his. Whoops. But I meant it with the the coffee fact of this beer. Um I think whatever coffee they brew the uh like their when they did the espresso brewed yeah. uh, Imperial Russian I feel like it's got to be coming from the same company. It because... has to be because that coffee is very distinct. Mm-hmm. I I used to be a little more knowledgeable on my coffee, uh, but I I can't remember all those fucking districts. I don't sure. know. It all just tastes like fucking coffee to me. I don't like coffee. Well, that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah. I love coffee, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just a fucking. It's amazing because it has the aggressive hoppiness of an IPA. Uh, and it's it's weird how well it mixes. You would think one would overpower the other, but they play off of each other beautifully. Um, much like a lot of the fucking mid-paced thickness and the fucking thrashiness of Sodom's M16. So yeah, do yourself a fucking favor. Go out, pick up a, a six-pack of Stone's Mocha IPA because it comes in a six-pack. This is one you would think would come in a four. So, fucking A, uh, super excited about that. But pick up a six-pack of Stone's Mocha IPA, throw on fucking Sodom's M16, uh, and probably get really depressed, but... (laughs) Also really drunk. (laughs) Yes, you'll be very drunk and very depressed. You'll probably start watching documentaries about Agent Orange and the terrible effects it had on on oh, people man. and their families upon returning home and uh uh you know if it's gonna be your last night at least uh at least go out with a good beer and a good album <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure i remember being told a story uh about how i apparently i had a family member on my dad's side who uh worked on a bomber during the vietnam war and actually died of Eventually, of eight of cancer due to Agent Orange exposure. Ah, fuck, Jesus. man. Yeah, pretty fucked. Well, um, so yeah. So anyway, a, that's a downer of a way to end brutal bruise. But uh, no, seriously, fucking, I love that pairing. Even though it's one of my own, I'm gonna pat myself on the back no, for you, that one. No, we. We are masters at what we do. It's okay to pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> Dude, I, I still pat myself on the back over pairing um, Deschutes, Black Butte, Porter, and Behirat's Engram album. I think that was a fucking perfect pair. Oh, fucking A. Dude, if you ever want to fucking... If you ever want to throw in again on the Brutal Bruise segment... I, I'm honestly... I want to. I just... I keep... I keep coming up with pairings, and then I just throw them away because I'm like, ah, oh, that, oh, that doesn't work. It... it it takes time, dude. I think a few of our early ones kind of sucked, if I'm being yeah, honest. Yes. Yeah, but. like for me, coming up with another brutal bruise is something like it's got to be uh, it's got to be close to perfect for me. I know what 
album I want to do next week. I just got to find the right beer for it. That's always it, the honestly. Fun part. I feel like I feel like the brutal Bruce segment is. I don't know why it is, but it feels like it's the most difficult segment to uh, actually come up with something for. It can be, especially because a lot of the times we're trying these beers for the first time on the air. Um, yeah. So uh, part of it is guesswork, which jo- it also just comes with having drank so much that you have an idea <laughs> of what it's going to be like. So if you want to do what we do, become an alcoholic. Um, uh, see, this, no, this, no, 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 this no, 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 no. See, because this is the most. Oh, of the, I'm sorry, most of the times we're doing this with craft beer, which makes us classy. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just like, you know. What? Anyway. Uh-oh. That. Sam, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we lost you for a second. Um. I, I can't I can't um, read and up? talk at the same time. Are we about time. to hop into the discussion? Uh yeah. Because there's so. one little thing I wanted to say before we got. Uh, into oh yeah, please. By else. all means. Um. Well, it was more so just if uh, I guess we're we're not gonna do this sort of a a thing often, but um, if anybody should be at the time sensitive to a discussion involving uh suicide, uh, now might be a good time to hold off on the rest of the episode. Yeah, um, guys, look, uh, this, 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 we're about to get into some pretty, pretty heavy subject to material here. That's, that's, that's fair. Yeah. So, like um, this, we're, we're about to get really, really rough. So here's the thing. Um, and anyone who's been following us for a while probably didn't expect to hear anything about this, but, um, real talk, uh, you know, Despite what you may have thought of uh, of his music, it's really fucking sad what happened with Chester Bennington. Yeah. Um, yeah. The guy had like the guy had a wife and like three kids for fuck's sake. A, a super successful fucking music career. You know, like it or not, the the he did really well in that department. Um, and it 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 goes to show that fucking it's not a matter of your station in life or any sort of shit like that. Depression is a terrible, terrible fucking monster that can haunt anybody. Um, it's exceptionally I, common. I, I know this from myself having very fucking, uh, very close, very real experiences with the same sort of demons. Um, and it's it, it sucks, man. Um, so if you can relate, uh, to this, if it's something that you or anyone, you know, you know, is dealing with, uh, we did want to take a moment to, to point out that there is a, uh, a national suicide prevention line that can be reached at 1-800-273-8255. Um, I've dealt with them personally. There are good people out there who can help, so... I mean, look, guys, um, I don't I don't mind getting just a little bit personal for a second here and saying, like, look, I know what this is like. I've been medicated for this before. I mean, there was a six month period where I was taking 200 milligrams of Zoloft a day. Yeah, I tried Zoloft myself. Yeah. For those of you unfamiliar with SSRIs, 
uh, which are the it's just, it's the kind of antidepressant that Zoloft is. That is a that is an almost astronomical dose, even for somebody of my size. Yeah, like that's big, and guys, dude. not not to say not to say that antidepressants are a bad thing. I don't think they are. I think they've probably saved a lot of lives. Just guys, don't don't let this stuff fester. Really, I'm telling you from personal experience. If this is something you're struggling with please find somebody to talk to yeah like, anybody. whether it be a professional a, f- a family member a friend or hopefully a professional if you can find one uh, i had a great therapist when i was younger um like uh, honestly i wish i'd kept in contact with him just it, it can make all the difference guys really it, it's a big deal i mean if, if it's uh I don't care. Fucking reach out to us if you don't feel connected to anyone. We'll talk to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, like I, 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 it, it, uh, it kind of stung a little bit when I got this news. I, I was never a Lincoln Park fan, but I hate to hear about anyone suffering through that kind of shit because I've been there. Um. Well, um, what you mentioned before, my, my roommate and I we're talking about this the other day. And when you were talking about how it doesn't station in life, that's absolutely true. I mean, we were talking about how this guy played in arguably one of the most famous and prolific bands in the world. And I I mean, they're, they're a ubiquitous name. I mean, you'd have to travel pretty far to find somebody who has not at least heard of, or at least heard the name Lincoln Park. And I mean, I hadn't listened to their stuff since probably I was probably since I was around 13 or 14. And, you know, looking back on it, their music is pretty goofy and ridiculous and angsty, but you know what? They were one of those bands that that, it was like one of the earliest points of me getting into rock music in general. And I do owe them a debt for that. Well, and you know, it's one of those things like we might not relate to it, uh, but it's, it's a shame because this is a guy whose music did connect with a lot of people um, feeling those kinds of things. And fuck it, man. If that saved lives, cool. You know, everyone connects with shit a different way. Um, oh, of course. And it, it was, like you said, they they were extremely prolific. It was weird. Um, I watched a video today just chronicling all of their singles from the beginning up until their last song and i was like holy shit like i forgot i forgot how much of this not only existed but were actually fucking singles on the radio yeah um yeah i mean i i mean i used to own a copy of hybrid theory and that god that came out what in like two like i think it was was 99 actually it was either that or 2000 it was really yeah, yeah, it God. was. I was nine or ten. I remember. No joke. I was, I I I was in I I was in like sixth grade or seventh grade. I was too. when I Hybrid Theory, yeah, when Hybrid Theory came out, I was like twelve or thirteen, and I'm I'm twenty eight now. It's so just, it's that that'll give you of how long it's been. It's the same with me, Sam. I mean, that's one of the first albums I bought for myself, and it's one of yeah. the albums I, you know, I burned, uh, you know, almost through the plastic. And it's like, it's like <laughs> Phil said. I mean, yes, we outgrew them, but oh, of course. I, um, but you know what? I went back it, and checked out that new single he released uh, for um, Chris. 
right? Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, not, you know, uh, just kind of thinking about the the feelings he was going through with a friend and having lost a friend recently myself. I mean, that song's still, pr- you know, pretty powerful. So, I mean, I could, you know, you can understand where, you know, he was, yeah, up, he like, was an upset dude. Well, it's like, I remember when I, w- I was like 22 and I remember my, uh, my, my grandfather died of respiratory failure. And I remember after hearing the news, for some reason, I just hit the shuffle button on my iTunes or whatever my music player was. And the first song that came up was uh, Flogging Molly's If I Ever Leave This World Alive. Oh. And I have, not, I have not been able to listen to that song. It was honestly like the closest thing to like a cruel twist of fate that I've ever experienced. And I have not been able to listen to that song all the way through since because it just fucking kills me. That's one that we blared pretty loud when uh, when we lost our buddy a couple of years ago. I remember listening to that one a lot. Oh, no, I've lost I've lost a couple of friends in the last few years. And I got to say, man, like despite how much intense music I listen to and like how much extreme art that I really enjoy. I am really terrible like at dealing with like the, the deaths of loved ones and friends. Like I am absolutely awful at dealing with it. Yeah. I think most of us aren't great with it. I think generally, even though the music we listen to is, uh, is considered (laughs) hard or, or aggressive, especially to the outside world. I think most of us are into it because of a certain level of sensitivity. Um, so, you know, and it's, it's the same. I had a a friend who I grew up playing in bands with. He was like a younger brother to me. Uh, he was, I think he was 24 when he passed, which was terrible. I hadn't, I hadn't seen him in a couple years. Last time I saw him, he was moving to Canada with some girl. Um, and next thing I know, I get this news. I see, I see it start popping up on my fucking Facebook and I'm like, this, this can't be can't be real god that's that's like the worst way to hear about it too Uh, like just hear just hearing about it you know so um so that be i mean we just we wanted to discuss that uh because i think it's something that needs to be talked about and you know like i said if any of you out there uh who are listening right now are feeling any sort of a way or if you know someone who is please reach out um I'm going to go ahead and repeat the fucking, the, the, the suicide prevention line is 1-800-273-8255. Reach out to somebody. And look, if, if you're one of our international listeners, then, then contact a friend, get some help with reaching a professional. Yeah. I know there's, I know there's, uh, there's lines in most countries. Um, there's, there's always something, uh, even if we're, if it's, if you have nothing else, contact us we'll talk to you you know but um i mean we're by no means professionals but it's better but to get something off your yeah chest. we're also good listeners yeah that's most of what we do you know, I, th- I think i think all of us yeah um guys look uh it, it it it's absolutely true like don't if you know somebody who's going through something like this or is considering something like this please don't like don't ignore it because like it, it 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 ends so badly and and fucking suddenly 
Uh, it's yeah. terrible. It's I don't want to. I I hate seeing people go through it on both ends. Um, yeah, so. I mean, and a lot of us I think referenced losing friends. I don't know that any of us referenced losing friends to suicide. And um, it's one thing to lose a friend who was unwilling to go, but to have someone whom you on a regular sort of communicate with and have them be at a point where you know what I mean to then lose them at that point, like yeah um see you know what you know what one of the worst things about it is is that um there's this kind of there's this stereotype that i feel gets played out sometimes where it's like you know oh the person will they'll be all dramatic and they'll make a big deal about it no it generally isn't like that um if like if you've never experienced somebody doing that like if somebody you know has never done that it it is probably going to happen very suddenly and you probably will not see it coming <sighs> uh yeah so keep an eye out keep an eye out yeah. on each other um please guys do your your family your friends you know we're a fucking we're a community we need to look out for each other um really so i don't want to go too much deeper into that yeah, yeah we just I, we also uh, hope that you know chester and or chester's family get some sort of uh closure yeah thank you yeah um really though like even though i haven't listened to lincoln park since i was probably 13 i i really mean it when i say this my deepest condolences go out to chester bennington's family and his friends like everyone he was close to because i imagine this has to be absolutely nightmarish to experience yeah Whew. So but, that, um, that being yeah, there's said, another aspect to this. There is, um, and it involves Guar. It does involve. Guar. Of course, it does. Now, <laughs> I made this. This discussion came to be. Uh, I made a post on my personal page, which I will repeat uh, almost word for word, just to open up the discussion. Um, fucking Warp Tour has always been a bullshit poser fest. <laughs> and these idiots crying about Guar making a joke or proving it. Uh, listen, Guar has made much more insensitive jokes in the past. For anyone unaware, uh, Guar at Warp Tour, I mean, literally the day of, said, uh, suicide is no joke, but Linkin Park is. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Guar. Now listen, if Guar did this at Maryland Death Fest... If Guar did this at the barbecue, nobody uh, would have said shit. No, because we all get it. Because we all know what the fuck Guar is about. And this See, is one it's, of those. I, I feel like people have just forgot in general what Guar are. Which they are a shock rock band. Like, do these people not fucking know what shock rock entails? They are. Like, have they not heard the Mentors? Have they, they are, not heard Gigi Allen? Come on. I mean, and Guar is one of the shockiest of the shock rock bands. <laughs> any, yeah. any band that has appeared on Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah. And and the Joan Rivers show, let's not forget. Yeah. Wonderful. I love Guar. I love what they do. and uh, it, They're this, one of my favorite bands. My Absolutely my, will not deny it. My post led to a whole discussion. Um a friend of mine brought up well i could see where it's oh and he was being completely amicable as oh yeah actually i fuck it i'll 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 come out and and just say it was uh it was brandon of an heir to the oblivion um who we did an episode and an interview with 
great fucking dudes, and he's one of the nicest guys on yeah, the planet. Yeah, he's a sweet guy, and not in the like '90s way. He's like he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just <laughs> a, a really good dude. And said, "Well, you know, like I am, I, I, I have to think about how, like, if if his friends and family heard that and this and that." And I was like, "Yeah, but here's the thing, like." One, I, I, it wasn't a direct attack on the man. No. They, they specifically wasn't. It was um, the band. It was the material. It wasn't at all Chester. No. And uh, on top of that, like, if you don't expect this from Guar, you don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and uh, I, I, yeah. I'm a firm believer that um, comedy is has long been a, a way of coping with tragedy. Lewis Black, the comedian, had an excellent, excellent bit about that on one of his albums. I can't remember exactly which one, but uh, he made a great point about how you might think that using comedy to cope with something terrible is awful and inappropriate. But I mean, the thing is, I mean, it, it is a coping mechanism. Like humor is like, have you ever heard somebody uh, say like, I tend to use humor as a defense mechanism? Yeah. It's basically that. And look, I'm guilty of that too. Like I will, I will make jokes at during times of tragedy because you know, it's, you know, sometimes it helps deal with things. I mean, sometimes it just makes them worse. Believe me, I've been on the end of that too, but like th this, this is guar. Well, like, you, you know, Jesus fucking Christ. The, uh, the survivors. Um, oh, somebody help me out here. The fucking, the, the nuclear plant, uh in was it in russia uh, chernobyl. Uh, chernobyl. Chernobyl. chernobyl chernobyl thank you chernobyl yeah um there's survivors of chernobyl uh very much use this coping mechanism because the um the antioxidants in red wine this was even known back then was known were known to help fight off cancer and radiation so they'd get absolutely shit plastered on, uh, uh, plastered on red wine and make jokes about it being for their health because of their exposure to radiation. Um, <laughs> See, well, when you're when you're about to walk into fucking Pripyat, you know. <laughs> Look, and you know what? Actually, that that sentiment right there, I think, is vital. Um, humor, he, black humor, that sort of way used to get people that used to have to work in factories before our age of opulence. Uh, and you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the real like antique humor, like the fucking working your shit to the bone kind of humor is the backbone you know, like, of like the American work ethic. Like, yeah, the, the, the darkest of dark humor. Yeah. And you know what? Well, so, they, I think they used to call it gallows humor, which I've always yes. thought is kind of a, I always thought that was a much more fitting term. Like, because when you tell somebody, oh, that's gallows humor, that just it's it's a phrase that I feel like hits really hard. Yeah, well, and you know, um, on top of all of that, I'm also, n I've never been a believer of, quote unquote, too soon. Um, fuck that. People need to cope, and they have to do it however they have to do it, as soon as possible, because otherwise I mean, that if, shit weighs on you. Yeah, if, if you want to be more tactful, then be more tactful, but you know what, it's true. Some people, some people cope with things like that in different ways, and... You know, just because you may not like it doesn't mean you should tell people that they can't no, I cope in that. So, I mean, you can you can absolutely say like, you know, hey, I don't think that's appropriate. You know, hey, maybe you should consider what you're doing or saying. 
Sure, but you know, <sighs> I, have, I have a little bit of a story to kind of relate. Um, yeah. When we, you yeah. know, when I was younger and I met the core group of some of my you know longest standing friendships, we would um, you know, we'd sit around and you know do what teenagers do, smoke a lot of weed and watch movies. And um, yeah, so I, I was also at the time going through some of the mus- the most difficult you know trials I've been through you know thus far. And we came across the movie Old Boy. And there's been a phrase that we latched onto and has been repeated amongst all of us just over and over and over. And it, it's helped me in my times of insanity or, or, or distress. Um, laugh with the world or cry alone. You can't yeah. make everything a big issue when it's a personal feeling like that. A lot of people, like we've said deal with comedy and if it's not your style then don't take part in it but the moment you start you know uh, creating rules to make you know what i mean like it's just yeah don't, don't overreach just don't take part well, in it well and, that and i mean have you ever tried to control people or what they do before it's it, it's impossible right and uh, i mean people yeah i mean the more the more you try and tell people not to do something like that the, the more aggressively they're going to do it right well, because I, now, because not only is it how they cope, but now they're doing it to spite you because you're trying to tell them how they should be, co- how you think they should be coping. Yeah. Okay. Well, here comes the part where I call out all the fucking, all the crybaby fuckboy posers at Warp Tour. <laughs> okay. Oh, do you mean uh, like very fans? I, or them fans? and the fans, all of these fucking, all of these fucking privileged little asshole millennials who are who who can't handle anything that hurts their feelings we're happening hmm? yeah we're, we're we all are. millennials too yeah See, i don't i don't feel uh, i don't feel like it should be that's a, debatable a generational thing because it is though like, because it's these younger kids who don't know shit about it who are at fucking warp tour um and yeah we yes we are technically millennials but in the kind of well, not mo- technically we are no, I'm going to say technically because most people when they talk about millennials are talking 20 to 25. We uh it really needs to be subdivided. Um there needs to be a split there because there is a totally different generation than us also being called millennials and it's what most people are referring to is not us. Uh but that's a whole other discussion. But I'm talking these fucking these younger kids who fucking go to these shows they're raised in this in this super pc narrative where anything that upsets you is wrong and they go to fucking warp tour and they see guar and they say oh well this is a big name this is cool right it's offensive and in a cool way until it offends me and then fuck you that phraseology won me a hundred percent um and phraseology but truly you can't decide that one joke is not okay a joke is a joke is a fucking joke like Mm -hmm. i don't buy into any of that well it's like i said it's Again, I mean, have you ever tried to control what people say or do? I mean, an entire governments have tried doing that before, and they've pretty consistently failed yeah, that's every called, single time. That's called oppression, bruh. Um, yeah. <laughs> in, uh, yeah. On a note about people trying hard, me and Mike every now and again will do something that causes Tom to get into a boiling rage. 
And when we see him get into a boiling rage, it just makes us happier, and we do it more. Don't feed the trolls. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. This is fucking Internet 101. But, um... Yeah, welcome to the fucking internet so, at the same time. That, like, uh, th- that's the one thing I would tell these, tell the people who are really genuinely upset about this. Well, actually, it would be two things. I'm like, well, first of all, this is Guar you're talking about, and this is what they do. And secondly, welcome to the fucking internet where nobody is going, nobody is going to listen to you. And if you try and tell them what they should be thinking or saying, they're going to fucking run you out with pitchforks and torches. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a step further. Well, yeah, I, and mentioning that these people who I'm talking about who are bitching, these are people who fucking never supported Guar to begin with. So if you think no. your bitching is going to affect them, okay, you're I didn't dead. know if that was pertinent, but like, yeah, what are you going to accomplish you're, by complaining? Yeah, you're dead fucking wrong. Because guess what? If they drop a new album, we're all still gonna fucking buy it when oh, they dude, come around. I'm- on tour, yeah, we're still gonna go to the fucking shows. If they drop some dope ass fucking merch, we're gonna fucking buy it. So oh, I've I've never said this before, but I have been a diehard Bohab since I first heard this fucking band. They're like my shit. I have always supported Guar since I found him. I, I was like I was like sixteen or seventeen when I found this band, and like you. You cannot control this fucking band, man. They are they are a force of nature unto themselves. Like they've never that's the thing about them too. They've never calmed down. They've never taken it easy. They've never made their their shows or their material less intense. It has always been just find new ways to push the envelope. Fucking rip open effigies of like Barack Obama and Mick Rom and Mitt Romney and Paris Hilton on stage. Like, it's fucking spray fake blood and pus all over the crowd. Fucking like, that is that is what Guar is about. Dude. It's all about intensity and disgust and horror. Imagine, imagine the fucking shit show that would happen if this was, you know, prime Ozzy era and he was up on stage biting uh, bats heads off. Like, imagine the fucking shit yeah. show that would happen today. Like... Well, shit like that, I feel like it was a response, a direct response. I feel like bands like Guar and like people like Ozzy doing shit like that. It was a response to like almost like this, like the satanic panic shit, like back in the Mm -hmm. Mm eighties. Like, and and to anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, uh, go look up the satanic panic, look up uh, Tipper Gore and the PMRC, like the PMRC hearings, stuff like that. Uh, It's when basically musicians, uh, musicians all across the spectrum uh, in like heavy metal, hip hop, and pop music uh, had to defend themselves from these fucking preening, like uh, <laughs> these these pe- these people in government who formed a, a committee called the PMRC, which which their goal was essentially to censor music. Yep. So uh. go go look that up. Yeah, like, please shit do. Like guar, shit like like if th- this is a lesson that must not be forgotten. You know, what? I, I, I always tell everyone like you need to research the satanic panic and the PMRC because that is some shit that can absolutely happen again. That that leads me into my final thought. And I feel like this wraps into a, 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 a larger discussion. But yeah, I really want everybody that might be on the fence about this to think about what I'm about to say, because this this wraps into the country music, fucking everything. Would you want a world where this wasn't OK? You don't have to like it. Would you want a world where this was not allowed? Yeah. Yeah. And 
I would say exactly. if you're the, like if you say yes, if you feel like you would if you see if you feel like you would say yes to that question, you would be okay living in a world where it was not okay to say something like that. I want you to stop. I want <laughs> you to think real fucking hard about what you're saying. If you I did. want you to I want you to sit what I want to ask you is think about the ramifications of what you're saying. What think I, about the consequences. Think about Sorry. those those consequences and if you still want that kind of world, don't call that hotline. Oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not dude. gonna go that far. But listen, um, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no. Look, look, Frank, hey, Frank, I'm gonna. That that's all you, buddy. So, <laughs> but if that is your thought process, then I'm not sure why you're listening to us because a huge majority of what we bring to you every week, a huge majority of our scene, of our bands, of the things we love would be eradicated gone oh, cannibal corpse absolutely. gone but i see aside gone I, I all of that, that shit i mean the album cover from uh leather lung gone iron reagan oh yeah out of here fucking gone. speaking of which um did you guys know that uh cannibal corpse's first couple albums were banned in germany up until just like over a decade ago yeah they were also banned in uh in australia i, I think say, they were banned in like four major fucking countries think of some of the countries where some acts that people have waited their whole lives to see haven't been allowed to come play I oh mean, just think about it iron maiden just played i think it was um how oh, it was somewhere in south america for the first time ever ever because they oh, weren't yeah. allowed down there before you want to you want to read up about uh political about political and social oppression and how heavy metal kind of intertwines with that and has in the past look into south america especially uh in brazil and places like sao paulo i think it was brazil i think that's where maiden just played for the first time what what like yeah, 40 like, some years um, into their career like the the political i, I remember reading somewhere i um like when Sepultura recorded their first album, like the Morbid Visions and Bestial De Devastation EP, like they, like they couldn't even tune their guitars because they just had to record their shit as quickly as possible because rock music was like, it was practically, apparently it was practically like non-existent because the government just cracked down on shit like that. Yeah, at watch. Least, at least I think that's where, I think that's where it was. Watch the documentaries about death metal bands in Afghanistan who are literally risking their lives to play. Oh, it's, it's especially in like the Middle East, like you got to respect those bands. They they're the they are the baddest motherfuckers in our scene. Um but listen, before we go too far off on the political end of this because I I think we I think we've pretty much like gotten the point across. <laughs> um but definitely. Listen, yeah. there's one yeah, last no thing. Kidding. One last thing I want to handle in this discussion. And that's Born of Osiris. Uh, <laughs> I'm speaking to you directly, you motherfucker. Uh, you want to go out there and talk about what you think is okay? First off, who the fuck even are you? Your music it's is not shit. It's not 2009 anymore. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, fuck right off. You are nowhere. You're lucky. You're lucky. That you were ever even on that tour that Guar kicked you off of. Oh, I was going to go on stage and play with a broken foot, but they kicked me off the tour and kept the guarantees. Yeah, dumbass. That's what the guarantees are for. 
you stupid <laughs> shit. And oh, you were gonna you were gonna go fuck on stage man. with your broken foot so that Guar could fucking have to deal with the the potential liability if you injured yourself further. Get yeah, the fuck. it's called an insurance. It's called an insurance policy. You fuck. Get the fuck. Read about it. Out of here. Board of Osiris can fucking. Oh God. I, it's just, just fuck <laughs> so, off, dude. So here's the question: Have they joined the Butcher Babies as one of the few bands genuinely on the from the pit shit list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not further, I mean, because the Butcher Babies, I find their existence and their music offensive. It's uh, reprehensible. But this motherfucker <laughs> has not only been has not only made shitty offensive music, but he's now officially tried to take a stand against something I love for the wrong fucking reason. So oh, fuck. It, it's right it, off, it feels dude. very disingenuous. Oh, he's like just it. a fucking virtue signaling piece of shit. There it is. I don't know that it's disingenuous at all, but for oh, I I won't <laughs> last bit. You know, I feel like a lot of the people that are upset, born of Osiris, whomever, are going to talk a lot about tolerance. Yeah. Fucking tolerate. <laughs> yeah. Tolerate comedy, well, you idiots. While being completely intolerant. Okay, I'm officially done on that. <laughs> because I, if I go any further, my I'm going to fucking boil over and blood is just going to fucking blast from my ears and knock down the foundations to this fucking house you're getting a little sweaty it's like, so it's like just like muffled muffled fucking muffled except in the background as you go on your, your rage is, un, is untethered just, just like just no like bounds. muffled muffled fast as a shark as you tear through the posers without mercy or without mercy or or, or letting up Okay, so uh, I want to end on a good note because there are a couple really fucking cool things that happened recently Yeah, uh, that I'm super fucking excited about. And, I am um, so excited. I'm, I'm very much tired <laughs> of all of this bullshit. Fuck off. Yeah, this well. is metal if you can't handle it. I mean, Christ, go listen to Buzz Oven. I'm pretty sure that dude still has a fucking heroin problem and he's on stage <laughs> playing at Maryland Death Fest. So, like... Fuck right off. Um, so we're going to go into some good shit because some really fucking great bands released some new shit this week. Mm. Can I pl- can I please do my announcement first because I am chomping at the fucking bit right now. Uh, please do. Okay. So um, I've been losing my mind for the past couple of days because one of, because the band that released one of my favorite albums of all time, um, <coughs> I can't believe it. They're actually back. Archon and Faustus oh, wow. have released a single for their upcoming for their upcoming album called called Passing the Necromantian. And they released this the first single. And oh my God. God. Let me just uh Oh god. It's called <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I am super, super because Perdition in Cenobolis is one of my favorite albums of all time. Like, there's nothing about it that I don't love. It's absolutely flawless. And their new album called, again, Passing the Necromantian, their first single is called The Precipice Where Souls Slither. And if that name doesn't make you fucking chub, I don't know what will. <laughs> and it, the sound of it is, it, it sounds like sort of a crossover between uh, the orthodox, the kind of raw sound of orthodox and, and the kind of sharp honed crisp sound of perdition in Cenobolis. 
So Tom, just fucking do it. Osiris, that was metal. <laughs> You're oh, not, dude. It, it would be com. It would be comical seeing Born of Osiris and Archon and Faustus play back to back because it, it just it wouldn't even be a contest. It would be it's it'd be like pistol whipping a blind kid. <laughs> <laughs> See, like yeah, but oh, what if he's God. got what if he's got like spidey senses? How's that for imagery, though? <sighs> hilarious that was god that was so tight um so i I can't even begin to tell you guys how excited excited i am for this orthodoxin the last archon and faustus album came out in 2007 these guys have been in limbo ever since like musically speaking for me this is like this this is tantamount to the announcement of half-life and for for in in non-nerd terms i'm really fucking excited <laughs> so they cut they kind of edged you and now you're oh just my, splooging all over the place oh my god dude like oh, edging for 10 I, years I, I can't i can't even begin to tell you how much i love the perdition in Sinopolis album it that album means so much to me in fact i actually mike um we're we, we're both in a facebook group where somebody brought up the subject, you know, of, oh, what do you think is like the perfect kind of music to kill somebody? Yeah, that's what I was, yeah. To, and I, I put, I just said, listen to that song and tell me, listen to the song Abortion of the Katavatu and try and tell me that shit does not make you want to fucking bludgeon somebody. And then, of course, some fucking pompous motherfucker comes out. It's like, oh, well, I guess it would if you, <laughs> if you had, if you had no, if you had no passion and if you were an animal. I'm like, well, you, you got pushback from some, everybody I talked I, to on like, that thread was totally amicable. I'm like, oh, like, oh, it was just some pompous fuck. Everyone else on that thread was cool. That, yeah. that pompous fucker. I'm just like, they're dead either way, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like you've got blood you've got blood on your hands either way did you see the literal hundred posts about huey lewis in the news oh hell yeah dude (laughs) Dude, i i i have a i have a radio mom and it's just all 80s music and there's like seven huey and every time hip to be square comes on dude i start moving (laughs) like I, i i groove to it anyway um, my secret love of Huey and Huey Lewis and the news aside, the new Archon and Faustus is going to be amazing. Like good chance. It's going to end up on my top 10. Like this, this is a band. I will absolutely admit my bias toward. I mean, I'll try to be objective when I hear the new album. I won't be, but I'll try <laughs> I mean, just letting you guys know. I don't even think you necessarily should. Uh, I'm not going to. 
Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so, God, there's so much fucking shit to be amped about. Uh, this oh, new Perturbator's coming out, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm so happy. Track listing uh, just announced. We're waiting. Believe yeah, the cover, me. too. Oh, shit. Yeah, believe me, the first single that comes out will be played on this show. Lately, if it's not metal-related or extreme, it's been synthwave and uh, lo-fi hip-hop. Let me tell you how great it is to throw on, uh, was it Perturber? Perturbator? Perturbator. Perturbator. And just fucking blast down the roads with that blaring. Oh, dude. Because you feel like you're in an 80s action movie. Sam, I uh, checked out Carpenter Blanc. Carpenter yeah. Brute. Brute, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. That's also real fucking, that's more hard. Oh, dude. Synthwave. It's so good. Yeah, so basically, it, it's for if you really liked the soundtrack to Blade Runner. <laughs> yep. You'll really or like it. it follows, or... Um, it follows. Uh, it follows is a really underrated movie. I really like that. Underrated movie and underrated soundtrack. Yeah. soundtracks fit the movie like Jesus Christ. I really wish um, Cave Painting Pictures would release the soundtrack to The Void because that oh like, my god phil knows how i feel about that movie i've i've watched I, like, it about five times already i oh, holy shit dude, i bought the dvd i bought the dvd is it new? but i'm gonna buy the uncut blu-ray as soon as it comes out uh yes it's new and yes it's on netflix go home and fucking watch it okay it's so there. fucking good okay i was in a horror i'm in a horror like it's it's the group for the last podcast on the left and somebody brought that movie up today and there are a lot of people who had really stupid opinions about that movie. <laughs> and by that, I mean, uh, by they, by that, I mean, they had negative ones and those people are all dumb. Yeah. They're very dumb because that movie yeah. was excellent, but, Oh, it's fantastic. Before going to off topic, we do have other new shit to talk about. Uh, big release. Another one where it's been, it's been a little bit, uh, fucking yeah. propaganda released oh, a new wow. single. Yeah. That's a name I haven't heard lately. Oh, yeah. I am super fucking amped. Uh, some of you may remember a little while ago when we brought them in for fucking Brutal Brews. Um, and I, I said to Frank on the episode, if you listen to some of their later shit, it gets a little more metal. Um, really? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, but No kidding. I'm fucking amped about this new track. It's called Victory Lap. Uh we're actually going to play the first minute and eight seconds of it for you. So, Tom, roll that.
Yeah. Every, um, every time they're brought up, I, I just, why the fuck haven't I spent time with it? I don't this, know. This might sound weird, but listening to that track, I kind of want to drink whiskey from a beer bong while listening to that. <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking high energy. Yeah. Um, Head over to propagandi.com because that shit is up for pre-order. Um, not sure if more of it's streaming or not. It looks like some of it might actually be. Um, I want to say that without being able to confirm. But yeah, definitely. Like, I'm so fucking amped. Uh, Propagandi fucking... They, they've there's always a, been just... Yeah, uh, a there's s- a lot of excitement today. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I needed after that discussion. Um, so, yeah, absolutely go fucking check out the rest of that track. The It fucking, it got me fired up as I was sitting in work. Uh, yeah. Um, so, we do have like, one, do- one oh, more God. fucking new release. And uh, this comes from a band that uh, we've mentioned on the podcast a couple times. Um I'm a huge fan of some local Jersey dudes who just keep releasing better and better shit. Uh, we saw them initially opening for Shy Halud in Asbury Park. Yes, we did. Um, where they blew me the fuck away, which is great because after that, I just had to look forward to Shy Halud. Um, this is this is fucking wastelands. They've got a new single and video for their song Pariah off of their upcoming album, Lifelong Pariah. So, Tom? You hit me! Yeah, and I'm about to do it again, too. that fucking rips yep mm-hmm, the big bad wolves mm. <laughs> i fucking i love wastelands and they just keep getting fucking better yeah um th- yeah that like i mean dude what caught me when we saw them with Shai halud was the fucking passion that kid was just like fucking rolling on the ground like love it um but i can hear a lot of progression yeah, I they keep getting fucking better. I mean, in my they're they're one of my favorite things happening in New Jersey right now. Um, so I'm really fucking looking forward to the rest of that. And as soon as we get any news about pre-orders and release date and all that shit, uh, we will absolutely make sure to mention it. What are what are things in New Jersey that you actually like? Um, oh god pizza? just in general 
Yeah. Lots of pizza. <laughs> uh, yeah. We have shitloads of gorgeous scenery. I love our proximity to, I mean, a sp- specifically two major cities being New York and Philadelphia, but we're not far from fucking Baltimore, uh, D.C. Yeah. So got the we've got the Poconos not far away the beaches are fucking right around the corner Dude, my two hipster friends are like I want to move to Arizona buh, 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 buh. and it's like okay go and get one atmosphere here in Jersey you've got like you just said you've got the beach Dude, I, live, an hour I live in away. Oregon Dude, I live in Oregon don't don't talk to me about scenery and atmosphere we got that in spades yes yeah, so do we <laughs> trust uh, me variety yeah. trust me is what I like about Jersey there's there's I mean, look, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Not obviously. Oregon is fucking beautiful. I'm not knocking that. Yeah, Arizona probably is too. But. <laughs> but you'd be. That's the thing. A lot of people have no idea what's in Jersey, and for being such a small state, we have so much. If I were, if I were to choose between visiting New York or New Jersey, I would probably go to New Jersey. Oh God, yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to say New York, in which case I was going to have to give you some of no, that Jersey rage. No. No. Well, plus I have you guys in New Jersey. What do I have in fucking New York? Traffic. Yeah. Unless I want to buy fucking pizza by the slice. Yeah, I mean, upstate New York's <laughs> pretty, but we have. I'm sure a, it is. We have plenty of that down here too. Um, yeah. I would anyway, go there. not trying to launch into that whole thing. Uh, I, I fucking, I love the hardcore scene in Jersey. We have so many cool fucking bands, especially being right near Philly. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've, heard a, I've heard a lot of good about the Jersey hardcore scene. Uh, it's it's mostly mostly from you guys it's unreal and super active yeah it's great man we're 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 right in the middle of like several fucking hot spots uh so it's dope we're really? we're, we're privileged as yeah, fuck. you guys you, you guys should come out to oregon sometime because like the metal scene in portland is actually fucking nuts it's like i wouldn't ever <clears throat> live in portland like that would just it's too loud and too crazy but goddamn, dude so many bands from portland like lord gore one of the bands i brought in last week they're from portland oh yeah oh i'm aware there's i love me some lord gore there's a lot of like harsh noise stuff i listen to that's from goddamn portland yeah (laughs) portland is just like it's a hub for artists of all kinds some great some not so much but uh yeah um it's just uh, if you're outside of uh if you're outside of portland there's not a whole lot like unless you go to like Eugene, which is like the other semi-large city in Oregon. All right, gentlemen, I think this is getting to be about two hours. Yeah, we've had this yeah. has been quite the long episode. I do want to say uh, real quick, um, I didn't put a a clip up for it or anything like that, but Municipal Waste released a music video today mm-hmm. for uh for Breathe Grease and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. The music video is fucking fantastic. <laughs> very, very nice. Excellent. Well, uh, before we reach our destination, I want to remind everyone that you can find all of our shit at fthepit.com. That'll bring you to all of our social media, all of the places you can listen to us on. <laughs> uh, do us a favor. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review share all of these things help us spread the word about all of these bands Down- we are downloads are we super are important sp- yeah yes downloads are super important we are a small podcast guys help us grow yeah absolutely for, for the sake of the bands that we bring in uh 
But, Frank? That means that we have now arrived at our destination. It is now safe to undo your seatbelt. Good night, ladies. Fuck you, born of Osiris.